Talking with Topher, episode 29. I just want to say to everybody, thank you so much for subscribing, watching, listening, commenting, liking the videos, all of it. I've been keeping up with the audio side of things, and it's it's great. I cannot thank you guys, girls, everybody enough. I just cannot. Um, and with that, I would like to remind everybody, if you're a new viewer, please subscribe. Uh, that helps tremendously. Comments help tremendously. And of course, if you enjoy the videos, hit those like buttons. If you know somebody who can benefit from one of my past videos, please tell them about it. Um, have them check it out. And I'm just, that's what I'm doing here. I am trying to show everyone that no matter who you are, we all struggle. We all deal with tough times. And I'm really looking forward to uh, helping people. Don't forget that uh, I have an email. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, and um, TikTok. That's it. I don't know how I forget about that one. That one's actually kind of fun to play around with. Um, so, yeah. So I'm on all those platforms and I have an email. It's called talkingwithtofer at gmail.com. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-W-I-T-H-T-O-P-H-E-R at gmail.com. So talkingwithtofer at gmail.com. If you would like to send me your stories... Um, and what I mean by this is it could be good stories. It could be, you know, I, I've, I've been off of alcohol for a long time. This is how I do it. Um, it could be, um, I'm struggling this week, uh, looking for some advice. Um, that, that's the big thing that I'm trying to do with this podcast. I want to help people. I want to stop people from going down the path that I went down. And when I was going down that path, there was nobody for me to reach out to. There was nobody who I could just email and uh, send the, send my story, tell them what was going on. I always had to go to a meeting or I had to talk to a drug and alcohol counselor. And those things can be overwhelming sometimes. Sometimes we just need somebody else who may have gone through the same thing, see what we're dealing with and maybe give some advice on, you know, their past. So that's what I do. I'm, I'm telling you about my past, but I've learned from my past. So if you want to send me an email, send me your stories, talking with Topher at gmail.com is where you can send it. I was just trying to be a little bit more clear of what I'm looking for from this. Um, I do want to keep it kind of on the um, drug and alcohol. Of course, I will never read your name unless you say that it's okay. I'll give you credit for, uh, uh, I can give you a shout out for the story and stuff like that. But I'm just looking to show people that we're all dealing with this. So it's kind of like an AA meeting without the God bullshit. And that's what I'm going for. I can't do that. I don't enjoy it. And I'm sure some of you out there do. And that's great. I don't hold it against you. But I can't get past it. Um, it's like fairy tale shit to me. Um, I just don't. 
Well, I guess I just don't believe. Um, and I just, I, I don't know. I, I think we wrote a bunch of stories while tripping on mushrooms, and now we all uh, think that it's real. So that's just my thoughts on it. Don't want to get into that too much because that's uh, kind of down a path. But So that's what I'm looking for. That's what I would like to engage everybody in. I want to get you involved as the viewer, the listener, and I just I want to I want to get more involved with my subscribers. And and, and uh, I'm looking forward to reading your stories and uh you know answering them uh on on the podcast. Um I just think it would be a fun little segment. I'm slowly putting it together. Yeah, I just need your help to do it. Uh, just like I need your help to uh, grow this podcast. Uh, I, I give it to you every week. Um, you get it for free, and that's great, and I, I love that, and that's one of the best things about this. But at the same time, it does cost money to make this thing happen. So the one thing I really need from everybody is uh, to have people subscribe, like the videos, and as always, please leave comments. Comments help a lot. And if you leave a comment instead of sending me an email, I can, I can answer the comment too. And that's fine. I have no problem with that. Any way that you want to get a message to me, um, and if you want to discuss things and you want it on the podcast, just let me know. We'll, we'll set it all up and we'll get it taken care of. Um, so just clarifying that. So now we can get into episode 29, right? I mean, I can't believe it's been 29 weeks. Um, obviously, uh, it's just a real, it's a lot of fun for me. Um, this is, like I've said, my AA. Uh, this is what I really, I guess, needed in my life uh, besides everything else I was doing. Um, it was a rough week for me this week. Uh, I had a lot of stuff going on in my mind uh, because I got uh, some, some stuff going on. At the house, you know, um, uh, not that it's like completely unexpected or anything, but, you know, my grandmother was just diagnosed uh, with uh, breast cancer. So not exactly what you want to hear. Uh, I'm sure that's not what she wanted to hear either since she is like 93. So and it's just been it's been tough. It's got me thinking about a lot of things. You know, I had to switch around a few days. I had to shoot down in a to mass to go see her um and make sure that I'm 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 there for her as much as I can be until um uh, we figure out what's going on with tests and stuff like that but you know I I was dealing with that at the beginning of the week and uh, I had to you know really process that and you know come to grips with I mean this is life right this is what happens and where she's 93, um, she's got her ways about her. Um, I mean, I told her about my deviated septum, which, update on that, it's doing phenomenal. I have never been able to breathe better than when I breathe right now. And I got about two and a half weeks left as of, yeah, to about two and a half weeks left of healing as of right now, um, Monday. And... It's amazing, you know. I've got, uh, I, I've, I, I get to blow my nose now, um, and I'm just breathing really well. So that's the update on the nose. But she told me my uncle got a deviated septum surgery, and it was no good. And uh, I asked her, I'm like, when was this? And she goes, well, when your uncle was like 25. Okay, 
When my dad, when my uncle was 25, that was 40 years ago. So 40 years is a long time. The science, the the doctors, everything has changed. I mean, if you think cell phones, TVs, and all this technology is out of date within a year, uh, and you're buying a new one like every year, every two years, just to kind of stay up to date, and that's how rapidly those things are changing now, well, how much, and I know it's a ton. I know it's a ton. So it's just a question. Like, how much did all the the doctors and the surgeries and all that stuff change over the last 40 years? And and, and I'm just like, oh, my goodness. You know, she's like, she's kind of stuck in her ways, right? So she's thinking that, you know, surgery is what it was 40 years ago. Now, I don't understand why she thinks that way, considering she still goes to the doctors and, you know, I, I it might be different for her. Plus, she also told me she doesn't listen to them, and she's doing a better job diagnosing herself than the doctors could ever do. So that right there told me everything. So she compares my surgery to a surgery my uncle had 40 years ago, and she's like, they don't take, uh, I'm really surprised it worked for you. And that was just funny. I was like, oh, okay. So, And I tried to say that, you know, stuff's changed over the last 40 years. Just like when I told her she needs to drink water and stop drinking so much soda, basically just got told to be quiet and uh, just, yeah, calm down, you know. And I was like, all right, fine. And then she told me about, she was talking about how she has the gout. And I let her know that that is considered or it used to be called the king's Kingsman disease because only kings could get it. And it's from a very, like, grainy high proteins, all the, just too much. It's too much. If you have the gout in your elbows or your feet, you're eating too much. You're eating stuff that's no good for you. There's something in your diet that is causing that to happen. And I will tell you right now, from all the stuff I've read, you can get rid of the gout if you change your diet. So I brought this up to her, and of course... I get, don't believe everything you read. Now, my grandmother has not read anything on doctors, science, nothing. And, my God, forever to me. It's over 10 years, that's for sure. So, if you haven't read anything on, on doctors and science in the last 10 years... Well, then I think you might want to because it has changed quite drastically. But on the other hand, I'm not going to get into an argument with my 93-year-old grandmother and get her angry and upset. So that's not the card to play. But at the same time, I kind of just told her that, you know, that is what it is. And that's been proven. We, we all know that's what the gout is. They all know that it's part of the diet that triggers the gout. And if you change the diet, you can, act, you can get rid of it. There are pills you can take for it. Some people have it very severe. Uh, but like my dad, 
they don't want to change their diet. Like my grandmother, they don't want to change their diet. They, they hear the word diet and they freak out. And a diet, it, by definition, is the simple fact of what you're putting into your mouth. So a diet is just what you eat. So if you just change what you're eating, you're already changing your diet. Like you don't have to like go to vegetables and and, and one portion a day and that, that that's all old information. It's all old information. There's much much more information out here now, but we we all understand that fasting is a good thing now. We all understand that meat is not destroying our hearts the way we think it is unless you're eating all the other garbage that goes with it, like the breads and the ketchups and the the sauces and it, all that stuff is is garbage. And I'll tell you a secret. And I don't know if it's a secret to you, but it's a secret in the retail industry, mostly for grocery. When you're shopping in a grocery store, your perimeter of your grocery store is all you should ever be shopping. Everything that's in the aisles is like garbage. It's all garbage. They put the nice bright colors on the outside of the aisle so that you get attracted to the color. And then they literally have it set up <clears throat> so that you walk down that aisle further and further and further. And it's all color coordinated just for you. But when you are shopping at a grocery store, you should be sticking to your perimeter, you sh the perimeter, just going around the outside of the aisles. You're, you've got your produce, your meats, your dairies, um, you know, all that stuff. Uh, everything in the middle of the grocery store is pretty much just meant to empty your pockets. And if you look at like a lot of these like little Debbie cups and donuts and all this shit, think of it as like a penny pincher because even though I believe I'm using that incorrectly, I believe a penny pincher is what I would do. I'm a penny pincher, but they want to pinch your pennies too. So they're selling you a 12 rack of donuts for $2 and 32 cents, but you don't need those donuts, you know? They're just sugar. They're just garbage. They are absolutely, and I get it. They taste good. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm with you. I get it. These are all things that I've had to learn. I worked with a gastrologist for quite some time. I'm not saying that I'm like all knowing, but working on my own gut, figuring out what triggered my stomach upsets and then dealing with it, eliminating certain things out of my diet. Well, pretty much everything for me. Um, but I learned all these things. This is what I learned. I learned that the grocery store is meant to suck you in. I learned that it's the aisles are supposed to be almost all skipped. I mean, I get it. There's coffee. I, I, I'm not going to skip the coffee aisle. Obviously, you go in for that one. But that aisle is loaded with like your your dressings and all this, it's just, it's all no good. It's all no good for you, truthfully. Um, whether you choose to eat it or not is a different thing. And whether or not you feel that it uh, bothers you, 
That's fine. I'm not against you eating it. I'm just giving you information. And this is just, like I said, I have a toolbox full of this shit in my brain that I think about 24-7 no matter what I'm doing uh, because I've done so much work on just trying to figure out my gut, trying to figure out why my dad's gout wouldn't get better, trying to figure out certain things. And then when I look into them, I find out that most of this stuff is based off of our diet. You know, um, my leaky gut was a bad diet. It was a horrible bad diet. I had uh, bacteria growing in the wrong intestine. I guess, yeah, it's supposed to grow in the upper. It made it down into the lower. It caused constipation. caused all kinds of crazy stuff. So when you have the option to fix it by just not eating specific foods, um, I don't think it should be looked at as a bad thing. I mean, do I miss a lot of the stuff I used to eat? Hell yeah. I miss seasonings. I miss spicy peppers. I miss a lot of it. I mean, I used to drown myself in sugar when I first got out off of alcohol because that's what killed the craving for alcohol. Now, that's not a good switch, but I could justify it because I wasn't eating, because I wasn't drinking. So it was good. But then as time progressed, I was still doing it. That's not good. So you just, you gotta, you, you gotta figure things out for yourself. Everybody's body's different, but there are specific things that are proven today to be true and with just a little tweak in your diet sometimes that could be the biggest difference and it's going to be much better than popping a pill if you're popping a pill because of something but you're still eating something that could inflame it you're basically not doing anything good for yourself not only are you not eliminating that food that inflames that problem but now you're taking a pill on top of it that's supposed to take care of it for you and I only say it this way because people do do this. They, they go and they get the pill. They don't change their diet and they think they're fixed because they're taking the pill. You're not fixed. That's not the way to fix you. The way to fix it is to actually fix it. And get, you want to get rid of whatever's causing the inflammation and you want to get rid of the pills, right? Like, I think that's the best way to take care of yourself. And if you need the pill to figure it out, that's fine too. Because I, when I was on my uh, medication for my depression and my high anxiety and whatever other fucking symptom I was making up in my head, because I believe that's all the, that's where it was. It was all in my head. Anxi- I mean, I still get anxiety today. All of us get anxious. That's just part of life. But when I was... When I was on those pills, I never felt right. I felt better. And trust me, I was on antidepressants for almost 20 years. So it's not like I got on them and was like, fuck these pills, I'm out of here. No, I was on them for like 20 years. Um, I was on the high anxiety medication for almost four or five. And as I got sober, those things started to put a strain on me. I noticed the pills were acting different. I was acting different and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. 
So then I started working on that. And then as time went on, I realized I don't feel like these pills are doing what I thought they were doing. So we, we, we worked and we got off the pills. That's what I'm talking about. You got to figure this stuff out. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. It's not something you're going to be able to do on your own. Hearing my grandmother tell me that she's better diagnosing herself than the doctors are. And this woman has uh, basic cable, no internet, no phone, no nothing. Like, straight up dinosaur. She has no idea how to operate anything. I hand her my phone and it's like a foreign tool in her hand. She has no idea what's going on. So it's not like she's out there Googling this stuff. She literally thinks... She's diagnosing herself better than the doctors. So I love her to death. I understand she's 93, but man, oh man, it's just a lot to take in. It's a lot to deal with. Just like trying to figure yourself out is a lot to deal with. But just remember when you shop in a grocery store, stick to your perimeter. Try to stay out of the aisles as much as possible. And that small step will leads you in the right direction to bettering your health and your diet, which is just the food you shove in your mouth. That's your diet. So whatever you're eating today, that's your diet. That's it. So a diet is not specifically something that you do. It's literally what you put in your mouth every day. That is your diet. So everybody's on a diet all day, every day. And if you think about diet that way, you just won't think about it so negatively. And that's what I did for myself. I was like, oh, it's, that's all it is? NaturalBossNH.com. You got to go to this website. You got to check out their products. And I'm telling you why. It's because they've got one of the best hand sanitizers I've ever used since this whole COVID thing broke out. I use this every time I get out of the store. And it helps keep COVID and the flu away. And that's what we need today. They've also got a wonderful salve. And this salve right here, it smells so good. So good. It's, it's just it's a nice, natural, all organic products. And it, it's just great. It works great on my dry skin, on my hands, on my, uh, my elbow, on my neck. It, it's just a fantastic product. And if you go to their website, you can actually easily... Shop through everything. It's so nice. And look at this. They have brand new products coming soon. So there's a beard oil. There's going to be a foot scrub. There's going to be a lip balm. So again, this is naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. And go there and get your hand sanitizer or your salve or both today. New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located in Seabrook, New Hampshire, in between Home Depots and Smoke Rings on 180 Lafayette Road. Feel free to give us a call. We're open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. And you can reach us at 603-814-4171. So let me tell you about this vape shop. We've got it all. We've got all your disposables. We've got over 150 different flavors to choose from. The other thing we carry is all your pod mods. You looking for brand new devices, but you don't like those big bulky devices? Well, that's fine. We got brand new pod systems. I got the brand new RPM2. Beautiful digital colored screen. I've also got the Nord X. 
This thing's water resistant, shock resistant, and it too has a nice screen so that you can see what's going on. You can adjust your wattage on both. They are just hands down great devices. And of course, if you're looking for your regular box mods, got them. Tanks for them, got it. Come on down to New Hampshire Vape Gallery located in between Home Depot and Smoke Rings at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire. Give us a call. We're open 1030 to 8 p.m. seven days a week. It's 603-814-4171. And I look forward to seeing you there. With that going on, I really realized that, um, you know, I just have a lot of self-doubt. Um, I've done so many things in my past where I was always lying to everybody I was talking to, um, always hiding something. You know, um, constantly just just stories. I, w- I would tell stories because it was easier to tell stories than than to tell the truth about what I was really up to or what I was doing. Because most of the time I was just hiding my drinking from everybody. And when you have to hide your drinking or your addiction from anyone or everyone, well, you have to lie. You have to lie. And I used to pretend... Like, I was fucking good at it. Like, I would tell a lie, and everybody could see through my lie. Now, sometimes I could get away with it. There was certain times where I did get away with it, and I was like, man, I got away with it. But guess what? That came back to bite me, too. Because then I couldn't keep up with the lie. So I do all this lying to take away my anxiety of being around whoever... So that I I could drink and do all these things and feel comfortable when I wasn't around these people. And it's just lies, lies, lies and stories and stories, stealing and you, you name it. It's just full and full of stupid shit. So all these feelings, the anxiety, the depression, all of those things were very difficult for me to deal with. And... I mean, approximately 26 years is a long time to be doing that stupid shit. Let's be honest, right? This is what this is all about. It's about being honest and getting the truth out there. Probably about 10 years of that was straight up lies, deceit, and hiding. I was a super, super closet drinker. I had booze hidden everywhere. There was not one room that I would be standing in in either one of my apartments um, or uh, in the house when I first moved in here. Um, There wasn't one place that I couldn't walk to that I would not have a bottle somewhere in that room that I could just go over, reach, and grab. I literally at one point when we were living here, I had a bottle of liquor in every room except for my wife's craft room. That was the only room I would never go in. But I had it in the bedroom, the garage, in here for when I was working on the computer, the basement. I had it in the closet upstairs. I mean, it was just everywhere. And no one knew about those. And now I'm putting it out there because I did it. I I did it with an ex-girlfriend when I was living in Concord. And, and I had been sober for uh, probably about a year. I was super into AA. 
Um, I was speaking at AA. I thought I was getting into it. I thought I was going to do it. And then we got into an argument one night and I went down the shitter. And I don't know what triggered it. Doesn't matter. Anxiety, anger, name it. Name it. What what triggers an uh, uh, an addict's addiction, right? Anything, anything. Because we're constantly thinking about this thing, this fucking thing that for some reason is stuck to us. And at least it is for me. And so I was I was hiding it everywhere. And she had no idea I was drinking until one night where I passed out while cooking tater tots. Yeah. I was cooking tater tots and she came back to the apartment and there was a fire coming out of the oven. The wall had been turned black, so it was getting pretty fucking bad. And I'm passed out in front of the TV uh, with a bottle across my lap. So that's how that got found out. And it was not a good time, Um, you know, because if anybody knows me personally, uh, for more than a year, uh, and you knew I was drinking, you really did not want me drinking anymore. So, I mean, it was just everybody. There was only a small window of time that I had with any number of people where they would finally get to the point where like, you've got to stop drinking. And, uh, so I would just abandon and you know, I don't need you. See you later. Bye. Because of doing all of this um, and hiding it and this deceit, this is built up inside of me, this uh, this feeling that, like, I can't let go of. So even today, when I go and see uh, certain people or if... Um, I'm, 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 I'm doing something right. And it's just doing whatever, you know, I, 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 I always have this feeling of doubt. Am I, am I doing enough? Am I doing it right? Uh, what did I do wrong today? That's a, that's a big one that comes up a lot and I don't do shit anymore. I literally stay home, um, play in this podcast room two, three times a week. Um, you know, uh, I don't, I don't do anything. I am a 40 year old boring person now and that's fine. I don't care. I like being a homebody. I like doing nothing and I really enjoy just staying home. I mean, what is the point of paying for all of this if I'm never here to enjoy it anyway? So, um, so with those feelings that I've been getting, it's just, it's, it's so crazy that I'm still getting them today. And I I don't know how to shake it. I'm sure it's going to take time. I mean, I did a lot of lying. I did a lot of deceit. I was doing all the wrong things all the time for so many years that for some reason now it's just built into my system. My system goes, oh, Jesus Christ, what did you do today? Did you? And I'm always asking myself, did I do enough today? Oh man, I didn't do this or I'll, I'll get all my list done, my, my stuff to, th- to do, but then I'm done and I'm like, do I really have to just sit around and do nothing? What else can I be doing? So I'm constantly in this self doubt. Am I doing enough? 
I, I, ha- I, I have lists. I get the list done, but am I doing It's just this constant revolving thing. Am I doing enough? Am I doing enough? Um, am I, uh, uh, what should I be doing? And I think this is because I spent so long doing what I did, which was just being in the wrong and um, lying. And so now I'm trying to shake that. Um, but, you know, getting the phone call about my grandmother, um, thinking about that before I went and saw her on Sunday, um, you know, being at the shop and not like UPS got all fucked up <clears throat> and we lost, they lost our order. So I had way less to do this week than normal. And for me, it's kind of a bad thing because I get bored and yeah, sure. The, the store's doing good. We're still busy, but now even a busy day with no orders to process can still have its like its lulls, you know what I mean? And because of that, I am, you know, I started painting in there and I started fixing things up and just changing stuff. And I had a lot of stuff that I wanted to get done while uh, I was watching the store uh, last couple weeks. And I just, uh, and then I'm like, am I doing enough? And then I'll be, I'll be like, all right, I finished all these little projects. Now what can I do? And so I'll be, I'll be standing there listening to a podcast, waiting for a customer to come in. And I'm like, I don't think I'm doing enough right now. So I start doing push-ups and squats. And I don't understand why I can't relax, I guess. My wife says I can't relax. Uh, even my grandmother said it on Sunday. She told me to sit down and relax. I guess I was just standing you know, stand, I, I, I took my jacket off and I was standing and I was talking. I thought everything was fine. And she's like, oh, you need to sit down and relax. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, I spent so much time and that, of course, this is years ago. I mean, we're talking six, seven years ago and I still have the same mentality now that I did then. But when I would go to my job at Walmart and I used to clean the floors. We had this drive on washer. And if you were the head maintenance guy there, then you would get the drive on washer. And so you're sitting in this fucking thing for the eight to 10 hours that you're there. And then I would get home and I wouldn't want to sit because I had been sitting all night and I think this has been said. No, wait a minute. I know this has been said, but I don't know if it's true, but I believe it to be true that sitting is like uh, the new cigarettes. You know, you you should be standing more than you're sitting. And standing is actually better for you than sitting is because if you have lower back issues and you're sitting, that's more compression on your lower back than if you were standing. So I choose to stand a lot. I choose not to sit um, a lot. And that's my that's my choice. You know, I, I do have to sit for things and that's fine. I don't mind it. But the majority of the time I prefer to stand. 
And I just, I, I have never gotten away from that. I had lower back problems and then I had to work out my lower back to build the muscle. And then I found out that from sitting all the time, that was helping it. So I stopped sitting all the time and now things have gotten even better. And the more work that I do on my lower back, the less pain I was in. And now I don't have to do anything for that anymore. My back's pretty good now. But that's exercising and moving and doing natural shit. No pills, no nothing. I am an anti-piller. I like gel tabs. I like uh, stuff like that, but compressed pills, uh, painkillers, Advils, Tylenols, all of those things. And I'm not saying not to take them. Don't misconstrued me here I'm just against them I don't think that the bonding agents and the compressed pills are good for anybody I just don't if you're gonna take anything anything I think it should be you know the gummies try to shoot for low sugar ones if you can sugar is no good for you but I also like any pill that will dissolve like gel tabs and stuff like that. I, I, I like those. So all my pills, supplements, they all dissolve. They all break down. They're either liquid or gel tabs. It does it anything but a compressed pill is what I take. And that's my choice. And that's what I do. And I find that to be a lot healthier. And I feel better um, knowing that I don't have any leftover pill remnants in my stomach, uh, hurting my gut, um, because it's just, it's too much. It's just too much. Uh, the, the, the stuff I went through, like I said, for the stomach was insane. And if you can avoid it, well, just avoid it. I, I think anything you can do to, uh, strengthen and recuperate your gut biome is a good thing. Um, but look more into it. Like I said, everybody is different. So, you know, we got all this stuff going on. I'm feeling this way. And now I got self-doubt, right? I'm doubting myself. I'm not feeling confident. Um, and it makes no sense to me. I don't understand why I still feel this way today. Um, I mean, I feel like I am doing everything I can to be a better, positive person um, and, and, and doing this podcast makes me, it makes me feel better. It really does. This is something that truly, truly helps me. Um, you know, I have to, I say this stuff and then, uh, when I'm done, I have to edit it. So I have to listen to myself all over again. And sometimes it's really, really difficult. And yeah, I know I stutter and ramble and there's a lot of oomen and ummin. But I find it hard to listen to myself because it's hard to listen to what I'm saying and realize that I am in a better place than I've ever been. And so my hard work is paying off. So why am I still doubting myself? Why do I have no uh, confidence that I'm doing good? And I'm feeling good and uh, I'm being a positive person and um, I'm, I'm helping friends when they need it or I'm calling people 
because that's what people need right now. They need phone calls and communication because, you know, some people have been trapped in their house for longer than the seven months of, a, of, a, of this fucking lockdown. This affects everybody so differently. Everybody has such a different ride on this roller coaster. And those are just a couple of the people that I'm like, I got to give them a buzz. I got to talk to them, see how they're doing. Um, and, and, and that's what we need to be doing right now. If you're doing good, right. And you're, yeah, things are going okay in your life. Like it, like it is for me. I'm not going to lie. I, I think, uh, the way I handled this was pretty good. And I'm very shocked because if I was drinking, this would have been probably the worst experience of my life. I would not have, I wouldn't be doing this. That's for sure. Um, but I don't know where my life would be, you know, I don't know where it would be right now. Um, and I'm glad I didn't find out. How's that? Um, but I think we just need to be more positive. Like, I feel like I'm doing okay through this COVID thing. I got a couple things going on. It's keeping me occupied. I'm keeping busy and I love it. So if I don't spread this, if I don't spread this positivity onto other people, then what am I doing? I know I'm bettering myself, but aren't we all supposed to help each other become better? You just, we need to be doing these things. We need to be spreading the positivity and, you know, uh, keeping everybody positive. I think positivity is one of the best weapons we all have. If, if you can spread positivity, it will grow. Um, and that's, what's important. That's what this podcast is about. I'm trying to show you that I screwed up a lot and, but you can come back from it. You don't have to be this person that you were. And yeah, you're not going to get rid of that label right away. I'm not, I didn't get rid of my labels. My friends still see me a specific way. My parents still treat me as if I was still drinking sometimes. That is going to happen. You're not going to be able to be like, okay, guys, I'm done. It's over. And I don't want to hear it ever again. So that's not going to happen. There's no way it can happen. You got to remember, if you're still hanging around people from your past and they're good people, right? Because you, there are some good people that I'm still with today. I have some very good friends that have helped me no matter what. Always pushed me in the right direction and I always pushed myself in the wrong direction. But they stood by me. Those people don't forget the old you. Your parents do not forget the old you. Your girlfriend or wife will never forget the old you. So the only thing you can do is work on the new you. You work on them. Well, in my case, I work on myself every day. Every day I am holding myself accountable. I am doing what I need to do to make sure I have an enjoyable day and I'm taking care of myself so that I don't become the person that they remember. And that's what's important is showing them who you are now over and over and over and over again will eventually turn into 
what they remember. But if they've got six, seven, ten years, and for your parents, they knew you from baby to you started drinking to all the way up to now. So they've seen all sides of you. And the one that sticks the most is the fuck up. That's the one that's going to stick in everybody's mind the most. I spent 25 to 26 years fucking up. So because of that, that is the person that everybody remembers me as if I'm still hanging out with them today. And I am. There are some people that I'm still hanging out with. And of course, I go and talk to my parents so they know. But that's what they remember. And that's my fault. That's the other thing we have to remember as addicts. That's our fault. All of this is our own fault. And that's one of the hardest things to grab a hold of. I'm trying to figure out why I'm still feeling this way. And it, it, it seems like it'd be a simple answer as, well, you've only been sober for four years, one month, and five days. Yeah, I know. I, I still count. I still count. Um, but that's the old me, right? That's not the new me. So guess what? Even for myself, I can't see myself as a new person. Even for myself. And that's what, that's when I started, like, I was like, oh shit. They see me as the old me and I still think of me as the old me. Because I haven't even proven to myself that I'm a different person yet. And that kind of blew my mind. I was like, shit, you're right. I feel all of this because that's how I used to be. And obviously, I don't see myself as a changed person either. I still have doubt. I still have uh, uh, anxiety. Um, I start thinking about things that I need to do and I'll get anxious about it. And that's just one of those things. But that's what I'm working on. I'm working on those things. And that's, that's what I wanted to let you guys know. That you are always going to be working on yourself. Just like I'm always working on myself. And as long as we keep working and we don't fall back into the addiction, you don't give in to those old mindsets. And I'm not saying it's always easy, but it's not really as hard as it used to be either. You know what I'm saying? So you're always working on yourself. So it's going to take a while before you yourself see you as a changed person as well. And it's just, it, sometimes it just doesn't feel convincing. It feels like I'm lying even though I'm not. Like I'm almost lying to myself that I'm never going to drink again and uh, I'm lying to myself that I'm a better person. And But I'm not. I'm not lying to myself. I am a better person. I know I am. And I'm not going back to drinking. It's not on my list of things to do. But all of this still sits inside and it still runs around in my head and it drives me crazy and... I found it troubling this week. I, I, I just, I, I 
kind of fell into a funk and I had to get myself out of the funk. Um, you know, and I did that by running and, you know, I found a treadmill. So I'm going to be going and picking that up, uh, next week. So I'm excited, you know, um, as you can see here, uh, the podcast is, uh, I got new mics. So I really hope you enjoy the sound this time around. I'm going to, I think I got it where it needs to be, but I might still be too loud. I don't know, but I got controls and I'm going to. I'm going to fuck around with it, and we're going to get this thing set up. Um, as you can see, I got a second mic now, so ready to go. Um, I'm hoping to get that going soon. Uh, obviously, I got to tweak a few things, get the room set up for uh, having guests. I have to reposition camera. It's just a whole bunch of, like, all the stuff that goes into this, I would have never known until I started doing this. I'm like, I had no idea there was so much shit involved in this. And I mean, I'm only using a webcam. I, I know I need to be using better cameras. So I need to figure this stuff out. And it's fine. We're going to use a webcam for now. But I need something to put it in a better position. But on a fun note. All right. So I told you that my deviated septum surgery went very well. As you can see, I'm breathing way better. Um, I got about two and a half weeks left and I should be about, uh, I, th I should be a hundred percent healed, which means right now, uh, structurally I'm a hundred percent, but, um, I still have some like inflammation and scabbing inside. So all that needs to heal and that can take up to eight weeks total. Um, so I'm about five and a half weeks in now. So we're getting close. We're getting close. About two and a half weeks left of this. And I will be 100%. I should be breathing perfectly out of both nostrils. Yeah, that one just opened. Yeah, so. All these things going on. It's great. I'm loving it. Breathing's doing good. The nose is 100% structurally sound. Which means I got to go back full resistance on the mats. Which means I can do a, a match. So... If you don't know, what I'm talking about is uh, Professional Martial Arts Academy in Derry, New Hampshire. Um, that's where I train. Uh, it's, it's, it's fucking amazing. I absolutely love it. Obviously, I sport, like, everything is PMA. PMA all day. If I could be on those mats all day, I would. Oh, that would be a dream, huh? Get paid to do jiu-jitsu. I know people do it, but unfortunately, that's a... That's probably a, <laughs> just a fantasy for me. Um, but, yeah, so I got to go 100% last Thursday at uh, PMA in Plastow, New Hampshire. That's uh, Rick Hahn's school. He is a Olympic gold champion. Hands down, uh, one of my favorite people. He's, he's, he's a great person. Um, I really hope to one day get him on my podcast. Um, there's a few people that I really want to get on my podcast. But I think I have to learn how to have a better conversation with people. So we're going we're gonna to do a few things. We're going to work this all out. It's going to be super fun. But, so I was there Thursday, right? Now, I haven't been able to go 100% on the mats in four and a half weeks. And this was coming up at the end of week five. So I'm now going 100% uh, with another guy in class. And we're going. And it was very simple. 
Um, it was it was it was a hundred percent in, but we were only working on a couple moves, and we either had to get the uh, the choke in or we had to sweep them using whatever techniques we had that we learned. And then uh, professor said, okay, we're going to do it again, except this time you don't have to stick with the couple moves that you learned in class today. Basically, excuse me, if you're a white belt, that's what you work on. If you're above that, you got a lot to work with. So me and this other guy are going at it, going at it, going at it. And he, I, I, I had him in my guard. He goes to stand up. So I De La Hiva hook him, right? And then I swing and put my arm under his foot. And I got my, uh, I got my other leg up on his side. So he's standing and I'm, I'm like wrapped around his leg. I got my other leg going up the side and now I'm wrapping my arm under his leg. And this is a sweep I have tried a thousand times. I have, I've tried, I love this sweep. It's so much fun, but I go to put, I go, he's trying to get out. He's trying to get out. And then I, I broke him a little bit, bent him down a little bit. And it was just enough to swing my other foot up and kick him in the armpit. So basically what I'm trying to do is, is I'm trying to push him over so that when I land on him, you're, you're, you're in mount in a nice, nice solid position. And it puts you in the, it puts you in the better position. So I'm trying to sweep him and it all went together. And I, I just, I kicked it the right time. I pulled on the sleeve. He had no way to brace himself. He goes down on his shoulder and I come up right on top of him. And it was such an amazing experience because you finally, you're doing all this training, right? You're training, 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 training. You're trying new things. Things aren't clicking. Uh, certain things do click, but it's like, as soon as you go live, it's, it's weird. Like everything kind of gets forgotten about. And it was, it was just awesome. It was so good to have that fucking sweep work for me. And I was like, yes. And I, and I just got pumped. I mean, I, I, as I got it, as I was, I was just like, I, I, I was, I yelled a little bit in class. I, you know, I gave a, yeah. And, uh, it was just, it was great. And then I did it again today to someone else. And it, I was like, oh my God, I think I finally figured out this sweep. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm finishing up my fifth year now um, uh, for jujitsu. And I'm telling you, this has been the best thing I have ever done in my life. I, it's, it's better than, uh, you know, get my deviated septum fixed. It's better than... Out of all the stuff that I was like, this needs to be in my life. This is the number one thing that I can never let go of now because it's where I let go of everything. I, I could literally be talking about anything. And then as soon as I step on those mats, there is nothing but jujitsu. 
That's it. I don't I don't remember anything. I shut it all off. I let go and I just get absorbed into what we're learning that day. I allow the teacher to take over my mind to show me what we're doing. I try to replicate it as best as I can. And then if we go live training, I do the best that I can. But the entire time I'm on the mats, I'm not thinking about my bills. I'm not thinking about anything. I just let go. It's like therapy for me. It's amazing. And this is a therapy for me where I get to get all my shit out. I've tried going to shrinks. I've been to many shrinks. My last shrink was really good, but he wasn't a guy that I felt like I could talk to. You know, we talked about things, but it was specific. And then he helped me with my medication, which was specific. So we would specifically talk about the medication, how it's doing. How's it feeling? What are you doing? How are you feeling? This is how it's going. All right, let's do an adjustment. Adjustment. Now, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. All right, we're done adjusting with that. I'll see you in four weeks. And I was seeing him like every week while we were adjusting the meds. But there was no like, you know, this is my day. And, this and then, uh, you know, it, little by little, there was some of that stuff kind of sprinkled in there. But it wasn't like I was going to my shrink to tell my story or talk about my month. I did to an extent. But it was mostly there to just make sure the medication wasn't uh, hurting my heart. I, I, I had to get my blood checked. I had to get my heart rate checked all the time because of the anti-anxiety medication. It was, had some side effects that could fuck with your heart. Another reason didn't want to be on them anymore. Um, and then you got like, you know, he's just checking up on me, making sure everything's good and then filling my script for me again. So, I mean, I didn't really have a shrink that I was very comfortable just talking to, um, you know. So, this is my therapy. Um, Jiu-jitsu is my therapy. That's more of a release because not only do I get to go there and let go of everything, but I also get to strangle people. And that's fun. There is nothing wrong with choking somebody in the morning. It is a grand old time. I'm telling you, whether you're being choked or choking people out, it doesn't matter. It just, it's just so much fun. Um, so I recommend it. So if you're interested, go and check out PMA and Derry, Plastow, uh, Wyndham. Great school, great people. And uh, I just love being part of that family. So with all this going on, you, you'd think that I would have confidence. You know, around a Groups of people that I'm unfamiliar with, I do have confidence, but I thought that learning jujitsu, um, being more confident in myself that way would translate to everything else. And what I'm learning is, is it doesn't translate to everything else. So it's just, it's, it's just wild, you know, and uh, I'm just, I'm really glad I have it in my life. It's, it's one of those things that takes precedence over anything eh, that I'm doing. Um, I literally schedule everything around jujitsu. And if you're really into it and it's something that you really want to do, uh, you kind of have to. You know, you, I, I, like I said in the beginning, 
Um, I have said this on another podcast. Uh, when I first started jujitsu or when it was first brought to my attention, um, I was like, man, I can never find the time for that. And now I find it harder to not find the time for it, you know? Um, but so that's, that's what's going on. I mean, I'm just dealing with, I'm dealing with, uh, well, I'm, I'm just dealing with shit. I'm just dealing with it. You know, I had a little bit of some self-doubt, um, you know, worried about my grandmother um, and, um, you know, just not thinking I'm doing enough. And uh, I, I know that's going to take some time to get over because I spent so long uh, screwing things up and feeling and being a certain way that being and feeling this new way is just that it's new and I'm not used to it. And, um, I don't know. I just, sometimes I just feel like I'm going to screw it all up, you know? And, uh, I, I know deep down inside that I'm not going to drink again. So I don't understand why I think I'm going to screw it up, you know, but this is what I'm dealing with. So, and this is what I'm going through, and this is the the week I had, and that's what this is all about. So, as always, I really appreciate everybody listening, watching, all that jazz, man. So remember, subscribe. If you enjoy the videos, hit the like buttons. Um, if you know somebody who can benefit from any of these episodes, please let them know about it. Put in the comments. Um, all of this stuff helps this podcast grow. Um, and this is what I, I I need you to help me out. I need you to help me out and do this for me. And that way I just keep coming back and doing this for you. So I, I, I think it's a very fair trade. And uh, I hope everybody has a great rest of their week. Um, by the time this comes out, I know everybody's getting ready for the weekend. So enjoy your weekend. And again, if you want to hit me up, talk to me. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. I unlocked my Facebook. I opened that back up. I don't put that shit on my phone. But if you hit me up on it, I do take a look at it on the computer. Um, so uh, I will check it out. I will go back into it. I got some updating and stuff to do on that since it was the first time it's been turned on. And I believe almost two and a half years. I just felt like I needed the platform in order to promote this. So I, un I opened it up. I unblocked my Facebook to help promote my podcast. So again, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, and TikTok. And the email, I'm telling you, you want, you want to talk to me, hit me up on my email, talkingwithtofer at gmail.com. That's T-A-L-K-I-N-W-I-T-H-T-O-P-H-E-R at gmail.com. So again, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Hope everybody has a great rest of their week, and I'll talk to you later.